0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the stream Podcast for October 1st, 2016.
1: Uh, you sound a lot like Ryu, Vader.
0: Uh, that is because I am Ryu. Uh, Vader has had to step down, at least for the time being, as host, so I am taking over again. So uh, what we're going to be doing in this somewhat impromptu uh, podcast, which we are actually recording after the second part of recording the FF7 retrospective before the third, uh, as we're going to talk about the Tokyo Game Show, uh, some of the stuff they showed off there, and have a review of King's Glave.
1: So, so much fun.
0: Yes. (laughs) Now, we're going to be discussing um, primarily Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age, and Kingdom Hearts 2.8. They will probably get in a little bit of love for Nier Automata and Saga, and I can hear Vader and JT already complaining about Final Fantasy II, even though they're not on this podcast, so we'll keep that to a minimum.
1: That would be great, because I don't think Liv and me have much of an opinion on that matter. (laughs) It it, it, (laughs) is...
0: It is hilariously a a niche series for being almost entirely as old as the Final Fantasy series.
1: (laughs) So just picture their disapproval over Liv and uh, and my uh, indifference.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And they're continually like, why do you love that game? And I just tell them, because it's awesome.
1: You should tell JT if he's allowed to love Final Fantasy VIII. You're allowed <laughs> to love whatever you want. He does. He's, he's not allowed to like complain about anything. Anyway.
2: So
0: Rio, you you gonna introduce us or what? Uh, well, no, I, I wasn't gonna introduce anybody at all <laughs> ever. They just have to guess. So I'm Ryu Shikaze. I'm the host, and I'm joined by Carly, uh, who goes by many names, but especially Melon Lord. And, uh, Kayla, who goes by Lithium Katana.
1: Woo! Or are we actually those people?
0: <laughs> For all I know, you are actually Mike and JT with a very good, very good voice modulator.
1: You know. I mean, I- I'm i very impressed that JT managed to do a very spot-on Puerto-, Puerto Rican.
0: Yeah. It's almost like you've been speaking it your entire life.
1: I know! <laughs> And Vader is doing a very, very good lift. Yeah, which I mean, is surprising you... because he's not a really a fan of doing voices.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, granted, I, I'll I'll never turn someone down to do a very good lift, but you know, oh, that's stop. just me.
1: And how long? Okay, according to my recording, we had three minutes before the first sex joke. I mean, I think we, we record. are
0: recording at nearly <laughs> midnight. I think we can let the gloves off for after dark. <laughs> uh, but Tindy did ask us to be a little on topic, so let's jump straight into this with uh, talking about TGS. Do you want to talk about um, Final Fantasy XII Zodiac Age first or
1: 2.8? I'll let Liv Oop. go first.
0: <laughs> what? Would you rather talk about uh, Zodiac Age or Kingdom Hearts 2.8?
2: Um, we can get Zodiac Age out of the way. There's honestly not much to, uh, to really say about it. That Um. is a
0: good point. (laughs) Um, all we got was a new trailer, uh, which, granted, does look great, but unfortunately does not have a whole lot of information on if there's been any changes to the gameplay, or which of the two, or if not both of the leveling mechanics are in the game.
1: Yeah, you know, but l- that's still a lot more than what I got in Out of Mass Effect 4, and that game's supposed to come out in March.
2: Yeah, the, um... Shit, I, every time I talk, I always forget what I'm about to say. It. I, I get horrible stage fright with these podcasts, I swear. Um, well, pretend like we're not recording, you know. <laughs>
0: are you Dory? <laughs>
2: just keep swimming just keep swimming um no just going off of what ryu said nothing new on the zodiac age it did have its own slot um at tokyo game show but it was basically the same level that they had for uh what was it e3 um yeah in the Lusu mines where they're just showing off the gameplay um i did watch the whole um t- uh, the old the shit what was it the the thing that they had the little show uh, god dang it i cannot talk right now
0: <laughs> the trailer
2: <laughs> of course i watched the trailer but no i did watch the uh the little slot that they had with uh you know, the producer of the game, oh, the, and presentation. The, the presentation, the yeah, that's the word I'm looking for, the presentation, thank you. I did watch the presentation with uh, the producer and uh, Hitoshi Sakamoto and the mo-cap actors and the voice actors for Vaughn and Pinello. couldn't understand a word of what they were saying because there were no subtitles, but um, everybody seems pretty excited for the project, which is, you know, always awesome to see. I heard a lot more of the remastered music from Hitoshi Sakamoto during the presentation and while we were waiting for it to start, and of course I was like freaking out because I I love the music from the game, but uh, I'm going to stop rambling. But no, bottom line, there's nothing new, Um, no release date yet, Uh, just got to keep our ears open and eyes peeled.
1: You shouldn't worry because whatever release date they gave, they're just going to put it back two months. Oh god. And then people are going to be annoyed. I know. <laughs> Speaking of, how's
0: how's everybody been enjoying playing Final Fantasy Fifteen?
1: Oh, it's, it's been amazing.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, like it's it's just everything that they promised is exactly there on time and I not know. suddenly pushed back.
1: I, it's been so wonderful. I like it's it live up to the hype. I love. I'm so surprised there's still us in the game. <laughs> and so happy.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, you know what? Thanks for reminding me, because I totally did not do my Carbuncle Surprise uh, on Friday, so I need to go that- get that so I can get three more uh, members reward points. So, obviously,
1: <laughs> a game wasn't supposed to be out, but it's not. Yeah.
2: But and we're, we're honestly,
1: honestly
0: disappointed. like, I can't say that I'm terribly disappointed, because I figured that the uh, switch to September release date was basically a last minute thing where they thought that they were going to have it in on time and then they bug cropped up and they're like, well, crap, let's push it back to the original release date.
2: But no, I'm I'm not too bummed about the game not being released yesterday because I'm in the middle of, this, of, of a, the fall semester right now, so I honestly can't afford any distractions and 15 would have been a huge distraction for me. I, I voiced my,
1: probably voiced, that I don't really care that it was switched back at all. I like I'm way past this actually being something a game that's gonna be genuinely something that I was gonna like just waiting and waiting for it to come out. And again, as we mentioned in, in the last podcast, probably yeah. better. It means that they're like polishing the game. It's gonna have like bugs and glitches when it comes out. The the other thing is, you know, if you wanna watch something in the void. Luke Cage came out yesterday, and it's the bomb so far. And that's not only it so- is
0: the bomb, it's the rocket launcher.
1: Exactly, and this is coming from someone who watched the trailer and went, "Eh." To be fair, I mentioned this was because I really didn't don't know Luke Cage from the comics, but it's been awesome so far. So that's um, something to keep your company.
0: If you've wanted a movie that or a uh, TV series that is every 1970s black exploitation film set in the modern era. Well, have I got the Marvel Netflix series for you. Uh, It knows what it is, it knows what its roots are, and it is doing it very well. The only thing that has seemed weird and out of place is the uh, Lady Villain's repeated use of the term carpetbagger, which seems a bit out of place coming from the mouth of somebody who lives in the middle of New York City. Because carpetbaggers were people who were sent down south to fuck it up.
1: Yeah, that's about right. I can already see Tenny frowning on us on getting off topic again.
0: I mean, we've 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 been going through this fairly quickly. Um, but yeah, so there's not a whole hell of a lot to say about uh, Final Fantasy XII. Final Fifteen isn't out yet. Go watch Luke Cage. It's not Final Fantasy Fifteen, but you know what? Just pretend it's Barrett. It'll be great. Rosario oh, oh. Dawson for Tifa. Just oh, oh. going to put that out there.
1: <laughs> I, I think they put all the black people that were supposed to be in the world of Final Fantasy XV, they're all in Luke cage <laughs> because there's not a single fucking black person in that game.
0: But, um, anyway, so Kingdom Hearts 2.8, final <laughs> chapter, prologue. The beginning. See- the end, very, very the cycle,
2: short title. The Revisit. I'll let you guys handle this part because I am not much of a Kingdom Hearts fan. Blasphemy. Oh, shut up. I'll play them one day. I just haven't had time. Dude, you were <laughs> I, a teenager when they came out. I've been, I've been too busy pl- replaying games I've already played a thousand <laughs> times. Leave me alone. You had time to play them
1: when you were thirteen, Liv. Yeah,
2: but
0: she was too the- busy playing games she'd already played back then.
2: Yeah, that's basically it.
0: <laughs> but mostly, uh, the 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 only new thing is that it, it's uh, a replay or a uh, re. Uh, it's an HDification. Let's call it that of Dream Drop Distance, more or less, mm. and a new do- chapter. Um with uh, Aqua, the fragmentary passage, which actually looks pretty good.
1: Yeah, that, yeah. that, was, the, that was really the only thing I cared about. They could have put her against a black screen, uh, uh, black screen and not shot anything, but the fact that, it's, uh, that I can control Aqua again, I fucking love Aqua.
0: Yeah, her new model looks excellent. The back cover uh, yeah. stuff, I don't know if it's going to be interesting. It looks a bit too, you know, stealth. Sequel thing, like setting up a new plot line for once they finally wrap things up. So I don't know if that's going to be good or not. Um, but mostly, it just looks like that uh, the the real draw of it is going to be playing as Aqua again because she was the best protagonist and the best storyline from Birth by Sleep.
1: That's not really like. It's not, I love Aqua, but that's not really saying much because the other two were idiots.
0: Oh, I know it's- I know it, it could come across as damning with faint praise, but she was legitimately fun to play.
1: Like, she is my favorite protagonist. I wish I could play Kingdom Hearts 3 with her instead of Sora. <laughs> it's not, 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 not an option that I know of. If it can still be, I'll, I'll, I'll take, like, one segment, but I can use Aqua, or at least Please have her there for most of the game. Like her show up at the end. No, I want a lot of Aqua.
0: Yeah, no, I, I uh I, I would love I mean they, they need to start wrapping up some of the things that yeah. they they've, you know, been really heavily thinking and having Aqua show up and be of pivotal importance if not having a section where you play as her would be excellent. We've already got Ventu's covered in being part of Sora now, and Terra's got his whole shebang, which is massive spoiler terry- territory that I'm not going to go into, even though I guess everybody
2: knows it. Except um, for
1: Liv, because she's too busy playing old games. Yeah. No,
2: I've watched the honest trailer for Kingdom <laughs> Hearts, so I know a little bit about it. Okay,
0: so you know that absolutely everybody is Zehanort. Yes. Except Zehanort.
2: <laughs> Zehanort. <laughs> Yeah, I know that's a whole complicated fiasco.
0: As somebody who thinks he understands uh, the whole KH3 narrative in cosmology, it
1: fucked. <laughs> I don't think even Nomura understands what the fuck he did with that continuity.
0: Oh, I, I, Well, the thing is, I don't think he does, and I think that you have to understand insanity to some degree to make sense of it, so I think I've, I'm a little bit into Nomura's mind and his various obsessions, and uh, I think uh, I I see Cthulhu and an Elder Sign, so I'm just going to go gibber off in a corner for a little bit.
1: (laughs) I can see Yap already in line to pre-order the game.
0: Oh, yes. Um, But no, let's get on. I don't think we've got much else to say other than uh, my general, you know, tooting of the horn of Near Automata, because... I love my ass some Nier, and Drakengard is a much more fun game than it really has any right to be, given that it is a dark, dark dark-ass parody of the type of game that it it actually is. But Nier Automata looks great, and I'm always up for more saga games.
2: I need to Uh, go back and play the original Nier. I had it at one point, and I never finished it. I need to go and, like... Is I'm sure it's probably on the PlayStation Network or something, right?
0: It absolutely is. Uh, ooh, though that me- that does bring up a question: Would you play as <laughs> Japanese near or American near? Would you be Papa or Brother near? Because the story uh, is slightly different.
2: Um. Well, I mean, I'll probably do the. I guess the the English near because yeah,
0: Papa near a overall much cooler character.
2: Yeah, I mean, and I kinda liked the idea of, you know, a father and his daughter and everything.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, there was also a concert that was really nice, but we are probably the wrong people to talk about it because some of us didn't watch it and some of us were not super interested and were really tired after coming back from school and might have fallen asleep at some point <laughs> doing it. But I'm not gonna say who those people were. A rousing oh.
0: endorsement if I've ever heard one. <laughs>
1: But it was really good.
0: Warning. This is a very spoilery discussion of the movie. If you have not seen it, turn back now. Let's move on to the meat of this particular podcast and talk about a um, very well-known you know, it's, it's certainly got a lot of press and an announcement. A movie made by Square Enix, a 3D CG movie. Yes, we're talking about the Spirits Within.
2: King's Glaive! <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but the, the thing that I was actually thinking the most when I was watching uh, King's was actually, man, I'd love for them to re, you know redo Spirits Within with this level of graphics.
1: Yeah, that would be a better movie. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that will help, because basically everyone can agree that the graphics for The Spirits Within were great, just that everything else wasn't.
0: Yeah, it was I not- actually
2: liked the movie. I don't know why people say it's hard to understand. I understood the plot of The Spirits Within just freaking fine. It's and- not, like, the issue isn't really that. The issue is that they called
1: it Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within, yeah. and people were into that, expecting something to do with Final Fantasy, and what they got was an animated version of Aliens.
0: So- technically, yeah. what they got was Aliens meets the meta plot of Final Fantasy 7, But yeah,
1: whatever. I'd well, like actually, it. what they
0: got was <laughs> technically District <laughs> Nine meets the meta plot of Final Fantasy Seven.
1: <laughs> like. The, uh, the second problem was spending the money that they spent on the movie, which at that point, not even Disney was doing. And that's how you get one of the biggest bombs in movie history. Yeah. Also, that really doesn't have anything to do with Kingsley. At some point, we should probably have a proper discussion about the spirits within.
0: <laughs> well, we sort of did, uh, years ago. It was uh, this long rambling thing that we had while we were commenting on the movie, and uh, a lot of my commentary was, I want that technology. Man, Steve Buscemi's great in that. I want that technology. I want that technology. Man, Steve Buscemi's really underrated in this. (laughs) And the comment about if it was not called Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within, it would have been much better received. But anyways, we have King's Glaive, which is labeled as king's glaive not final fantasy king's the one Even
1: that's actually about final more... fantasy
0: <laughs> yeah and but the thing is they understand they it does show a little bit that they've learned from their original fuck up
1: <laughs> and they probably didn't spend that much money, as much money on this no
0: game. nowhere near as much so they did spend uh, some you know for uh quality voice acting
1: Unless you're talking about the Perkdus. Was that his name? Because I I don't... Like, I I think that's basically the only reason why I remember his name, because his voice acting was awful.
0: I'm not talking... I'm talking about some of the big names that they got. uh, Specifically, uh, Sean dies in the film Bean. And, uh, Shocker,
1: spoiler, if, if you're shocked yeah. about Sean Bean dying, even though that, it had, the is moment that, they I cast, would say that
0: it is more of a spoiler that Sean Bean does not die in a film.
1: I mean, it, it could have been, like, something shocking, like, we just dying, except that they cast Sean Bean <laughs> on it, and that automatically said, okay, this, this is not gonna make it to the end of the movie. Um...
0: But no, so let's talk about uh, the basic plot real quick. Like, not the spoilers, but the, the setup. So, uh, there is a kingdom called Lucis, which is defending itself against an encroaching empire of Niflheim, or Niflheim, as it's said in the, uh, the movie. Spoilers, the correct pronunciation has the slightly longer I. Uh, but oh well. Um, so, obviously, kingdom good, empire bad. However, the empire is winning, and the city is on its last legs.
2: Uh, Uh, That plot sounds kind of familiar. Yeah.
0: The kingdom has assembled a crack team of foreigners, which was not well explained at the beginning, but uh, comes out later on in the film, uh, of soldiers from various other countries that were allies uh, or protectorates, perhaps, of Lucis no, to fight back refugees. against the Empire. Yeah. These are the King's Glaive. Oddly, instead of a glaive, their signature weapon is a Mage Masher looking dagger, which they use <laughs> to teleport.
2: <laughs> which I guess is that would have been cool. so
1: catchy well, in the title.
2: I, well, I guess, I mean, even though they, like, like you said, they use Mage Masher daggers, I oh. guess. They're, they're technically the spear of, you know, shit. I'm trying to think of a cool analogy, but, you know, they're they're basically the frontline defense. They're the, the tip of the spear, if you will. They're the ones out there getting some, so.
0: So technically they're not, because, okay, to, to further analogize this, they're essentially... Um, As best they they are they are a defensive mitigating factor. So they are the buckler to the king's you know tower shield. If they were actually the spear, you could you know they would actually be making major offenses and possibly you know surgical strikes at a distance to try and weaken Niflheim. But that unfortunately isn't this where this movie is going, because this movie... It's would a cool-sounding
2: a- name, okay? Yeah,
0: no, it's a great name. <laughs> I just... The thing is, I wish this movie had been a bit more Black Hawk down than uh, Captain America Civil War. <laughs> Which is not to say I hate Captain America Civil War. I just think this would have been a lot better with a group of allies behind enemy lines plot rather than and you could have even had it with the they have learned something terrible going on in the, the capital that they need to get back and stop um, but the way that it's set up it just sort of meanders a bit for about half the so the the movie is about all, just shy of two hours uh, total running time including credit so let's say one hour 45 minutes total
2: probably yeah, And
0: about half of that, there's one action sequence at the beginning, and then there's this sort of long, meandering setup that isn't even for the setup of the movie. It's set up for the video game, which I understand that this is a prequel to the game. It's a setup, but it's it needed to stand better on its own, I think.
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm I'm not really too disappointed with the movie. I, I thought it was awesome. Um, I just, I, I went into it knowing fully what to expect. You know, I wasn't expecting some, you know, crazy plot or nothing. I just, I don't know. The movie met all my expectations.
0: Like, I, I wasn't expecting anything, um, you know, epic. And it, it is a fairly decent, you know, action movie. I just think it would have worked better if it had been self-contained. Like, and I I know that's weird saying, but the thing is, so spoilers for the very, very end of the movie, the last shot of the movie is actually a shot from the beginning of the game, Final Fantasy XV. Throughout this movie, at no point does it ever feel like it's actually... Entirely not Nix's story. When it should have been entirely Nix's story about, you know, how he deals with things. And not the... This is Nyx, the story of how Nix helped pave the way for, for Noctis. Hell, it would have actually been interesting. They, they, they almost brought up a really interesting um, plot point. That I think did not make it through the game that they left on the cutting room floor. Did anyone think that Nyx might have been an illegitimate child of the king?
2: Uh, not really. I just I mean, I thought, you know, he might have been just worthy, you know, he was worth spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I thought he was just worthy of wearing the ring, you know? <laughs> well that's one- I
1: think that this review should like yeah just talk about spoilers like we're reviewing the actual movie like our reviews on the site were spoiler free this is the actual discussion of the movie so yeah. if you haven't seen it probably should leave the podcast now
2: I mean I think it's a good I, I think what you brought up is you know it's a good idea and it's definitely plausible you know Nick's being an illegitimate child of the king I mean it would make more it would make a lot of sense considering that It's kind of a given that the Lucian kings obviously don't live very long. I mean, Regis is what I... Shit, I forget how old they say Regis is. But, I mean, the guy looks so much older than he really is. Yeah. So, it would make sense that he'd want to have more than a couple of kids to carry on the family line. And instead, he's got, you know, he's just got one son. So, I mean, I think it it makes sense, but... I mean, I mean, I honestly, I didn't get that vibe from. It, it's the not movie. necessarily
0: that he's um, Regis' son, but they—they they, two things stood out to me. Like, and this was well before him being deemed worthy of the ring, but they made a point that he was a natural at using the royal magic to teleport. Like yeah, nobody picked Re- it up as no, fast as he did. And he did not have any of the side effects that the other people had. Well, two, Nix's
2: power... It states that Nix's power is on loan from the king, but characters like Crow were actually born... And, they, of course, they didn't frickin' elaborate on this at all, which pissed me off, but yeah. characters like Crow were actually born with the gift of sorcery. I mean, it's like... I mean, uh, the... The c- Draus, the character Draus, even says it at the beginning of the movie. Your power is on loan from the king. Every bit of strength you have comes from him. Yeah,
0: but I figured that's true of a lot of the And But they and they made a point where he was com- like he had no problems with that power, and the others like you know they made a point yeah. that several of the others like got nauseous after using it. Yeah, and the other thing was that. um... When he showed up uh, to talk with uh, King Regis, uh, the the words out of R- Regis's mouth were "It's you," we, and a look of surprise on his face. Not the, you know, it it was you know surprising that it was him, not the you know what is it my king's you know my king's glaive or anything like that. It was, "It's you." What was that "It's you" about? And that's what I made me think that he might have been, you know, like. The son of, like, an exiled uh, family member or something.
2: Yeah, well, before the movie even came out, it was stated that King Regis saved Nix's life. I kind of got the impression that that he may have saved his life on a more personal level, and then the movie comes out, and it's like, oh, you know, King Regis took us refugees in, so uh, I don't know. Like, it yeah. it sound like there was a more personal bond between Nyx and Regis rather than just, you know, Nyx being one of the multiple refugees that Regis allowed into the kingdom.
0: Yeah, that would have been nice. Giving him a very personal reason to have remained loyal to the king uh, would, have get, would have actually made a, for a very good reason why he, spoilers, even though we've already given the official spoiler warning, was the only member, it seemed, of the king's glaive to have remained loyal.
2: Uh, also, I mean, it kind of does make sense because that he's not as close to the king as everyone would have thought because he would have been one of the first glaive members to be taken out by the rest of them if he actually did maintain a close relationship with the king.
0: Well, I, I don't think that he needs to have, you know, had a close relationship. Just, like, have him have a personal affectation for the king. Like, um... You know... He tries, like, elaborate on his failure to save his sister, for example. You know, he fails to save his sister, nearly dies himself. Regis personally steps in. He becomes inspired, joins the King's Glaive, but doesn't do anything. You know, doesn't actually maintain a close tie. And so he doesn't expect that uh, Regis knows who he is, but Regis does. That would have actually been a great humanizing note. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but no, let's let's go um, a little bit uh, back to the beginning. So the movie starts with the Kingsglaive at an outpost in a generic desert across a gorge, uh, and they seem to be winning a fight against uh, the bugs from Starship Troopers <laughs> uh, until the. Um, the enemy, the Niflheim, decide to sick uh, Diamond Weapon on them, looking even more like the Quibblee from Gundam than usual.
2: <laughs> it was a pretty sick fight. Not gonna lie.
0: Oh yeah, no, it was a great fight. Um, but yeah, no, it Diamond Weapon looked so, so, so Gundam this time. Like they already did, but it looked even more so this time. All it needed Help. was a mono eye. <laughs>
2: I like Cerberus too.
0: Cerberus was was pretty pretty sweet, like the way that the uh, <laughs> the way he dealt with it. The first thing that popped in my head was get up on the Hydra's back. <laughs> but no, so they lose the fight, um, and they get uh, Nick's explicitly disobeys orders to save his friend Libertas, uh, and then gets reassigned to grunt duty, uh, guarding the West Wall. Basically, Yep. um their friend Crow, who is a mage, gets a special assignment to find and escort the princess of a conquered nation secretly into the country and also
1: also called a bus crash to hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna let you finish so because live like that. It's not gonna get really a good opinion
2: out of me. <laughs> what? <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> are 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 you going to have very negative things to say in a moment, Carly?
1: Yes, I've had okay. several things.
0: <laughs> um, but no, So one, I'm just going to state here. I think one of the biggest failings of this movie was not. Like, they had a really good dynamic at the beginning going between Nix, Crow, and Libertas, and they threw that away so that they could try and ramp up the severity of the problem, which they didn't need to do, and they would have been much better served with having another voice uh, in the the banter exchange throughout the movie.
2: I know. I felt, like, extremely ripped off the crow was killed so early in the movie especially since she had started she was she was becoming one of my favorite characters before the movie even came out and it's like i should have known better than to get attached but no they I'm, I'm I'm still pissed they killed her off so early in the movie she was a character with a lot of great potential and i wish we really could have seen more of her relationship with nix and liverness because it's obvious that they've got a pretty strong bond yeah And uh, I mean, I don't feel like the character herself was just, I mean, oh, I don't, I I could say it's a waste of a good character, and I can say it's not a waste at the same time because how many of us watch movies or TV shows or play games and there's a really cool character and you're like, oh my God, they're awesome. And then they, you know, they, they get killed off earlier than you expect. I mean, it happens all the time. I don't expect it to change with Final Fantasy and subsequent entries of, you know, their games or movies or whatnot. But yeah, I mean, there was already so little of a female presence in this movie, and then you know, one of the cooler characters get, gets killed off, and I just, oh, it pissed me off.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna take it a step further. Uh, more than there being so little of a female presence in this movie, there was so little presence in this movie. Like
1: Amen.
0: Yeah, Nyx doesn't have um I'm I'm just gonna say he's an action hero, but he's not a leading man. And neither is Libertos. And those are our two nominal um heroes. Whereas
2: I think Regis <laughs> probably had more of a presence than Nix Regis did in had the, the movie. most
0: presence, but he was not <laughs> the, the hero, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah. I do think that Crow would have been a really good she she in her short time had a pretty good screen presence which I'm attributing a lot to her motion cap model um but I do think that her being in the picture with them and not even as this mediator you know sort of thing that they do a lot but just as the you guys are being fucking stupid I'm not going to deal with your fucking stupidity you know yeah. And like having her trying to deal with the betrayal that Nyx was also dealing with, just having two people actively, you know, trying to make it into a, 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 you know, a a buddy sort of, well, not a buddy, but you know what I mean, like a duo trying to complete the mission despite the betrayal.
2: Yeah. But I mean, I think if Crow were still around, then Libertus never would have defected to that damn rebel group that that stupid you know, and started blowing up then, the treaty
1: yeah then we wouldn't have that boring stupid plotline so let's so see the problem with yeah, that
0: the rebellion plotline didn't actually go anywhere and you could have come up with any number of other reasons for him to have still been considered loyal um and then just you know get the information uh Somehow, like, literally have him... Instead of having him go join the Rebellion, have him be sent by the king to investigate the Rebellion. And that's why he can recognize the Rebellion guy later on.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, you know, Libertus is the hot-headed character. It, it kind of... I mean, it, he didn't get good... I, I mean, I liked his character. He didn't get very good development and stuff, but... It just, I don't know, him defecting kind of made sense. I guess.
1: It it, it, It made sense because it was the predictable thing to do, which is kind of like most of everything in that movie went. Yeah. And and no one got good development in that movie.
0: King Regis got the best development. (laughs) I'm not even joking. Out of all the characters, including Johnny Depp, he got the best development.
1: He kind of died halfway (laughs) through the movie.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Trust me, I'm con- counting that as part of why he had good development. So, getting back to chronology, Crow dies extremely unceremoniously. Uh, the princess that she was supposed to have secretly escorted into the country is being sent to the country anyways uh, as part of a brokerage of a peace treaty. Um, a tiara that she was supposed to have been given as a gift from the king is given to her by nix turns out later on that there's been something done to it anyways as the peace treaty goes on nobody trusts the niflheim dudes um turns out as expected they're planning something truly heinous and they've also kidnapped the princess that they've technically had under uh you know Lock and key for the last 12 years, anyways.
1: You know, the one that Tabata said was not gonna get kidnapped
2: and no point in the movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, it does have a point. I mean, they were doing it to get the King's Glaive away from the city to make it easier to fuck up the treaty signing. <laughs> Which was she never was gonna go technically- as planned anyway, but at least Regis has more of his. Oh, you Know, I guess more of his fighters, more of his bodyguards away from the scene.
0: Also, it is officially, I think you could call it a transfer of a prisoner of war rather than <laughs> uh kidnapping, but you know, semantics, yeah. Um, but so the king, uh, and and Nyx basically discover that she's been taken, they mobilize the king's glaive to get her back, um. Midway through this, uh, Niflheim reveals that, yeah, we were going to betray you all along. Oh, and by the way, so is half of the King's Glaive, and then Ultros attacks. <laughs> Without any, like, there's a reason for it, but there is no explanation for it when it first
1: happens. It's just, yeah. bam,
0: there are tentacles. Yeah.
1: Funnily, the- probably the only scene of that movie that I liked because it was so out of place it didn't make any sense. <laughs> that was actually the only thing that I liked.
0: You just like the tentacles.
1: Well, that is true. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're on TLS, isn't that required to like tentacles? I, I mean, mean, the owner- the owner is Cthulhu, you kind of have to like that. I just kind of chalked side. it
2: up to, you know, one of the defecting or you know, one of the Niflheim soldiers on the ship, you know, let Ultros loose to cause havoc and then they ended up not being able to control, you know, <laughs> the, <laughs> the- <laughs> Don't put logic on it. It's better than the. I will put logic sense. on whatever I want. It's so no, much better when. it really, mis- didn't make s- the only thing that what didn't make sense to me is you know half of the Kingsglaive damn defecting, and just there I, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, because yeah. Because that's Regis predictable... is surrendering, you know, all of the lands beyond the wall and shit. So let's turn against our ki- the king who took us in and fight for the empire who destroyed all of our homelands and shit. Yeah. I mean, I know the human psyche is a complicated one, but some of that stuff just didn't make any sense. I mean, Ravis, Luda's brother, I could kind of understand, but half the Glaive too uh it felt a little flimsy to me it like it it just it felt forced
0: it was really forced i think it would have been better if um a couple of members had been more systematically wiping out the rest rather than it being you know a huge um you know defection you know the 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 guy at the top and a couple of his advisors yeah,
2: I, I think it would have just, it would have been, instead of a complete betrayal, it would have just made sense if, you know, some of them just defected and jumped ship completely rather than just, you know, betraying King Regis and trying to kill everybody else.
1: What I felt like was, here's some random kingslave that I don't know or care about, betray a, a bunch of other
2: random kingslade that I don't know or care about. Yeah. Ray. I do like that cocky ginger, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, after uh, after Ultros, uh, Nix and, um, and the Princess, yeah, Nix and Luna, um, make their way back into the city which i think at this point the king almost expressly told them not to but they do it anyways and uh the entire city starts going to crap
2: yeah and- it, it 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 goes down in flames like quite literally
0: yeah um time passes the king has an epic final stand the crystal gets stolen uh he fights the horrific, uh, has only appeared once before this, uh, but is supposed to obviously be a bad dude because it is all black, all covering armor, uh, general, and dies.
2: Yeah, that was actually, I mean, I was expecting it, but it it didn't make it any less sad. Like, I actually like felt really sad during that scene and the scene that led up to it because, you know, you've got Luna taking a wounded Regis, you know, trying to get him out, and he lets go of her hand the way she let go of his hand at the beginning, flashback of Tenebrae being invaded. So that, that made me, uh, that, that, that gave me all the feels.
0: Yeah, though I think in that scene she specifically let go of his hand. Because he looks back at her and goes, What did you. And I think that's supposed to be her sacrificing so that he and uh, Noctis can escape.
2: I thought it was just because she didn't want to leave her brother behind, but I mean, regardless it could have been of the all reason. Of those things. Yeah, I mean, regardless, you know, she she let go of his hand and stayed behind, and then at the end of the movie, he lets go of her hand to stay behind and give them a chance to get away.
0: Yeah. Um after the very awkward running away, uh they they get into an Audi which is very prominently an Audi.
2: I love that car. (laughs) One
0: of the interesting things about uh, the movie is that despite being a different world, it is a world that somehow still has all of the same shit as our world.
2: It's a fantasy based on reality, brah. Come on.
0: Yeah, like all fantasies. (laughs) Um... But no, like, it had, uh, there were posters for a bunch of real video games as well, and I thought it was an interesting take. Like, way early in the development, I know I and a lot of other people actually thought that it was supposed to take place in Earth, uh, which it doesn't, but it takes place in something that is, like, very much like our Earth.
2: Yeah, it very closely resembles Earth. Yeah. Especially, like, I love the. I think it's the Altissia location that looks like Italy, Venice, Italy, or something. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful.
0: Anyways, so this chase scene happens. It's revealed that the entire King's Glaive is corrupt, and Nyx can't trust any of them. Uh, and he decides, while in a fight with his former commander, that, you know what? We are going to make a deal with the old wall, which has been very, very, very barely foreshadowed at this point. It's been mentioned, but absolutely no mention of what it is has actually come about. The only thing that we've gotten is that somebody else has put on the ring uh, and burned to death twice.
2: Yeah, if they're not worthy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So he puts on the ring... He is immediately deemed unworthy and goes, well, fuck all y'all then, and they go, okay, you're worthy.
2: Oh, well, but, that's because, you know, Regis was already dead by that time and puts in a good word for
0: it. Yeah. Honestly, though, I think I would have liked the, you know, his his uh, being deemed worthy instead of being, you know, Regis giving him the good word. It's the, look, I don't like you assholes. I don't want your power. I just want to save the city fine then. But you're paying for, you know, but and I did sort of like the, you know, you must make a choice, fuck you, fine, it's you. Anyways, after he does that, he doesn't do anything uh spectacular with the powers for a minute. He just starts teleporting again.
2: And then he gets mad,
0: and then he summons the knights of the round.
2: I thought it was I mean, yeah, he does summon them, but I thought it was more of like okay, these old lucian kings you know see what this kid's doing and you know see that he's really you know fighting for something good not just fighting for power and then they kind of awaken those statues and send them to help i didn't really get the vibe that he actually summoned them i
0: th- it seemed like there was a distinct act i i think specifically i i might not be the right word But there was this distinct sort of feeling that I got that he was doing something that prompted them. So, And and it felt like he was, again, doing the uh, angry judging. Yeah. Um, Which I I like the idea that he was just the... um, His entire shtick was what the hell are you guys sitting on your ass for while your city burns? Yeah. Um... The rest of the movie is a fight scene. And a slight chase sequence. And that is about a half hour.
2: And just the knights of the round, ginormous knights of the round, just kicking ass all over the city.
0: (laughs) Yep. But there's not a whole hell of a lot of important plot details to add on, except that Libertus comes back. He's the one who tells... um, you know nicks that it's a trap not to trust anyone uh in the king's clave uh he's the one who actually helps uh luna get out of the city he drives the, uh, the 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 action car um fights off a few last attacks by um you know the king's clave uh there's this huge fight between Nyx and the Commander and the Knights and Diamond Weapon. And uh, eventually as the sun rises and his contract with the former kings of Lucis expires, Nyx finally gets in the killing blow and they get in the killing blow against Diamond. And uh, Libertus and uh, Luna escape the city. She keeps going. Decides, you know, to to meet up with Noctis and her destiny. And he says, "Well, I'm just waiting right here for Nyx.
2: Yeah, I kind of wish they would have gone and. T- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we. I, it's kind. It's really implied, but we don't know if Nyx actually survives. You know, the end of the movie. We all just kind of assume that he dies. Um, I think Square has said that Nyx will be in Final Fantasy XV in some way, shape, or form. Um, I kind of wish that they expounded a little bit more on Luna. Like, we know Luna's an oracle in Final Fantasy 15 and has the ability to commune with the gods. I mean, you don't think that would have come in handy a little bit during the plot of the frickin' movie? <laughs> yeah. But, um... I mean, yeah. Overall, I mean, the movie has its flaws, but um, I liked it.
0: <laughs> Shit, it was not a great movie, but it was oh, yeah. it was a, it was a nice, you know, popcorn flick.
2: Yeah, and it's a nice, you know, prelude to Final Fantasy Fifteen. The game itself, I don't like. Shit, I forgot what I was going to say. I think I always the biggest forget what I'm gonna problem
0: say. is that. <laughs> The show is aggressively a prelude.
2: I think a lot of people are pissed that, you know, they actually showed King Regis dying in this film as opposed to the game. But, I mean, it's uh, it's really heavily implied that King Regis is not going to make it through the plot of Final Fantasy Fifteen just from the trailers that you're watching. So, I don't really, I guess, count it as a spoiler for the game.
0: Yeah, I... It's a pretty, pretty quick development. I think that he learns about his, um, you know, Lucis being conquered and his dad dying.
2: Yeah. So are we gonna let? Uh, are we gonna give Carly the stage now to voice her her Carly, thoughts?
0: Carly, it is time for the bitch to come out. Oh boy! You have the floor.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, it's Jesus.
0: Not,
1: It's not to that point yet. That, that would require the game, because the, the thing that pissed me off the most was Luna. And until the game comes out, she's still in an incomplete game. But I'm going to leave her for last, because that's the biggest issue that I have with the movie. Um, in the last podcast that we did was when the, they released the first 20 minutes of the movie. And I said very cr- cr- clearly, if this is a, like the rest of the movie is going to go, I'm probably not going to like this movie. And that's exactly what happened. Like the first thing is show, don't tell. Like the intro to the movie when you in the past and you're showing what happened and how Luna ended up where she was, what happened to Noctis, and the whole thing. Just show it. Like actually show these people interacting instead of just glossing over the whole thing. And it, it's just it doesn't add to anything. And so you didn't w-
2: like the you didn't like the the narration at the beginning.
1: No. You're in a position where you're supposed to, like, you have to learn a about these people, so you actually care about these people later on. And by just glossing over it and just like, oh, this happened, blah, 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 and boom, we're moving to the... No, it doesn't work. They should have... The, the movie should have started with them, like... For, okay, here's the first problem. You're in a war with a kingdom, and the only reason you're not yet defeated is because you have a force field around your city that's protecting you. It's not letting the enemy come in. So do you make the brilliant idea to go to a neighbor kingdom that doesn't have a force field protecting them. You're just gonna asking for the, for being attacked. How are you shocked that oh
2: yeah, you were attacked? <laughs> like, this, <laughs> The, the plot hole, for, the, the thing that kind of didn't make sense to me with that beginning, there, uh the narration in the beginning, is because, you know, they make it seem like, you know, as soon as Noctis and Regis got to Tenebrae, they were just immediately attacked when... Noctis and Regis were there for a while. In fact, just judging from the trailers in the game, because Noctis that and Luka get to even, be good friends. That yeah. makes it
1: even worse. Because I know, you're spending extended periods of time unprotected from your. Oh my god! See what I mean? Like, if that had been like
0: the first act of aggression on the kingdom, that would have been one thing. But no, that that seemed like it was in the middle of the war.
2: Like. So, this is maybe what I mean. the, the game. Th- maybe the game will kind of elaborate a little bit more on the timeline. But I. It's super. Yeah, funny. I know.
1: This is the thing that w- with this movie. The, the, they didn't like think about this stuff. Like you're supposed to be the first people to think. Oh, we want this in the movie. What does this mean? It's not supposed to be the fans who think about it first. Like. This is fucking stupid. Like, we talked about in the last podcast how stupid it was in Prompto's episode in Brotherhood. That, first of all, oh, I got a letter from someone named Luna, and he knew exactly who that was, or how the dogs suddenly made it from one place to the other magically, from one fucking kingdom to the other, stuff like that. just did not think about this stuff at all.
2: Yeah, which kind of begs the question in the game, because one of Luna's uh, dogs is supposed to... Like, she writes messages to Noctis in a journal and the dog delivers the messages to Noctis, like, what the hell? How does this even make sense in any real-world concept? Here's the second thing. It's Final Fantasy. Uh (laughs) Like,
1: still with that scene in the prologue, Lola's brother is a prominent character in some parts of the movie. But we don't actually get to know him as a kid, that's what I mean. Instead of having the narration, they should have an actual scene there to get to know these characters, to get to know Luna and his brother- I don't know the fucking idiot's name, I just call him- yeah uh, 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 poor man still so suited to Jamie Lannister and Mr. <laughs> uh Targaryen because that's what he's a mix of, don't fucking Ravis. care about him.
2: His name yeah, is I'm very f- Goddamn goddammit, I'm telling you. <laughs> when we're done
1: with this podcast in an hour, I'm going to forget his name again. It's just, I did not care about him at all. They just, again, they just started to mix Jaime Lannister with Sarahs and that stupid thing was what came out. Uh, we shouldn't have time to get to know because, like, immediately, parents dead. Why would I fucking care about these people dying? I haven't seen anything of them. This is the stuff that I'm talking about. And I read, like, the bio for, I already forgot his name again. (laughs) Louis Brothers' bio. And it said, like, the reason he's, like, working with the Empire is because uh, Regis didn't send aid to his family when they were in a crisis. What I got out of that was that his country was attacked. By the empire, and Regis being pragmatic, trying to protect his kingdom, didn't actually send help. But the fucking thing happened was like, and it's they like were how was all... he supposed to send uh, help they when were he was all busy being running attacked? away from the troops? Like they were all being attacked by the same at uh, the same time, and somehow this kid named Regis to, like magically save everyone at the same time. It's like, oh, this is so fucking stupid. What I thought was actually a good idea, if we're gonna- been an interesting pot life what we actually saw was like fucking stupid. Like yeah, I, 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 I actually... cannot I cannot take the dude seriously after that. It's like you fucking hate this guy because he didn't protect your first of all, his parents were already dead by the time like he was calling to Regis.
2: So uh no. I actually found uh, quite a few similarities between Ravis and Gabranth in Final Fantasy XII, because they're both very bitter people, but they have motivations that almost don't seem to add up. <laughs>
1: um, next thing... Like you guys gave a much better explanation to why Luna suddenly like let go of Regis' hand that the movie actually showed. She's just randomly like letting go of the hand for yeah. We in don't the know movie, why, it why seems in in the movie it seems like for no fucking reason other than well, it just wouldn't be as interesting if she had gotten away with Noctis and Regis. That's what it came off as.
0: Yeah, no, I, I can definitely. If they if they did not. Portray it well. That was my logical, okay, well, why did you do that?
1: So after that, like, we move in time and we're in the present with the kingslake. First problem. They should have, like, explained what the kingslake was, where the members of the kingslake came from. Like, some of them are refugees, all that stuff. Could have shown that like, refugees coming into the city, like some of them since they were little kids like Nicks and then being trained and stuff like that. It would have actually made you care a little bit for most of these people but it's just immediately we're in a battle with them. There's, there's no explanation to how the Kingsley was formed and all the stuff that you need to know because the fucking movie is called Kingsley. Yeah. So that's what I mean by the show, don't tell. Which they fucking they, completely forgot. They didn't even on.
0: tell a lot of this stuff.
1: That's also true. So, th- like to be fair, I don't actually hate the movie because to hate the movie would require me to actually care, and I was just in the meh. Is there? I'm probably not gonna see that movie ever again. Just don't they care just, enough about it.
2: They leave a, they leave a lot of things up to assumption. In the movie like you know you're just supposed to like you know the reason why Luna let go of Regis's hand and stay behind I, like you're not given a clear-cut explanation you're just left to assume oh maybe this is why she did it I, I mean don't, I think I, see I I don't even think they left it
1: to assumption I just think they did didn't think of it themselves either I could believe
0: that I could believe it very easily
1: so my next problem mm. with the movie is crow <laughs> oh my god I, I mentioned before that uh, this the, the problem with the female characters in the game, they start to add up. First of all, there's hardly any female characters in the series. Second of all, the one that people were really excited about, it was supposed to be like, this, basically the second protagonist was Axe, and given a bullshit excuse as to why that character was asked. And then we have another character and the production being very desperate to sell you into that this character's like this action girl still that she's not gonna be a damsel in distress which kinda was not through in the movie at all that she's her woman and her character blah 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 none of those things were actually shown in the movie so we have Crow see it wouldn't be so bad that she dies so early in the movie if there would have been more female kings kingslaves but she's the only fucking female slave, and she dies immediately in the movie, and she was one of the few characters that actually seemed like to be kind of interesting and now we have nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like her- (laughs) this is what pissed me off even more, like, her supposed, uh, mission that was like, get Luna. That, that If that would have happened, that would have actually fucking been interesting because neither one of them had anything interesting in that movie and the potential that would have been there, that, that annoys me even more because that fucking would have been interesting. Ugh. So it's, it's immensely frustrating to... Because one of the things that I always love about the Final Fantasy series is they always have amazing female characters, or mostly always, yet... <sighs> Here we have something- like, there's nothing! And it's- it's, I'm getting to the point that I'm getting angry, and the only reason I haven't completely become angry is because we still haven't seen Luna in the game, though I don't think it's gonna get any better, because the- the movie was supposed to be where, like, you really saw Luna's character and didn't see anything.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was definitely hoping for a much more proactive role even if she was getting like stymied and having to figure things out like if she was getting a message out that she was you know in holding that she was that it was a trap things like that if she was even in small ways actively fighting back it would have been better but it really she felt even though she was sort of doing things, she felt very (laughs) passive because she chalked it all up to destiny. And I think she could have been, you know, a lot more... Instead of, you know, it is my destiny to help him, even if she had been doing it for love, like a love of Noctis, even if somebody, you you haven't seen him in 12 years, why is it love? It's just, you know, if she owned up to something other than it, you know, it's destiny, I must do destiny. I think she would have felt more fleshed out, more active. Yeah,
2: and that's and that's where, you know, talking, you know, either talking about it or hinting, you know, about her role in the game as an oracle would have come in handy. I think it would have fleshed out her character a little bit more, other than just having her chalk it up to a sense of duty and destiny. I mentioned in, in the
1: review that I did, that one of the things that surprised me that I didn't like about the movie was the way the soundtrack was used. The, the music's lovely, but the way it was used in the movie was not good. Like, there's a scene where, like, after they bring Lula into the city, where everyone's at that dinner ball, whatever, and mm-hmm. they're using a song, I think it was, uh, Somers, think, Yeah. yeah. That's not a song for that scene at all. That, that song could have been used when Crow died because it's a, it's a really sad, like this soulful kind of song and they use it for like when the Emperor and Regis are talking and Nyx and, and Luna are talking. It's like that's that doesn't fit there at all. That's, that's not... And that's one of the things with the Final Fantasy games. They're, they make amazing soundtracks. They use them really well in their games but in this movie it was just all over the place. There's another scene after Nyx and Luna escape the city, where they're hiding in a building from the robot thingies I forgot the name of them already and like there's no music, there's nothing and Noctis starts talking about his sister and randomly music at the same time he mentions his sister just comes out that's very amateurish like it's not even that it was music, like upbeat music or something, some kind of sound and then just switch to something sad, just immediately, oh, this is a sad moment, so let's put some music. And that's that's not something you should be doing for, some, for a franchise that's been on so long, and has made some amazing soundtracks in the way they've been using the game, that's just... I was shaking my head, like, what's going on here?
2: I didn't, I didn't really have any qualms with the uh, the soundtrack, or the way the music was used. I did, um, it did take me, I think, watching it, like, three times to notice the scene in which Nyx and Dratus go to pick up Luna that, hey, that's actually the Final Fantasy theme playing in the fucking background. So, yeah, I totally did not notice that at first until I saw it on the damn soundtrack listing. I'm like, wait a minute, when did the Final Fantasy theme play in this fucking movie? So I had to go back and watch it and I'm like, oh shit. (laughs)
1: <laughs> they're very sneaky with stuff like that, and I always find it very cool, it, not just Final Fantasy, other series when they're using like an iconic song. but yeah. they, like Try throwing it, throw it in, in the background so you don't really notice it's there until you want to take it. Again. Oh, it's like, oh, that's, that's a song, that's so cool. Uh, okay, I, I mentioned, like, here's the thing, one of the things that annoys me really quickly about video games anything is Horrible Boys acting. I already mentioned how much I hated Libertas. I, is that? A, I'm pretty sure he's saying he's saying, "Well, I don't care," but his voice actor was awful. How he did he get cast is my question.
2: Um, I don't Nepotism. know. Well, he did the motion capture for Libertus, and he was the face. So, I mean, I'm not really sure. I haven't seen many interviews about actually how he got cast. It, that was, it was weird. It that was not cringe.
0: Cause not everybody who was the voice uh was also the motion capture. A lot of people were one were you know, were split. Like yeah. Crow was split between mo cap and voice actor for some reason.
2: Um yeah, her her face uh yeah, her her face model, her body model was uh Andrea Tividar. And I think her voice was done by uh Another voice actress. I we we actually see. I don't know. She's got a her voice actress has a credit in fi- the Final Fantasy XV game, so I think it's safe to assume that we'll probably run into Crow's character at some time before Noctis leaves the Crown City. that be or something. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I know characters like Libertus, uh, Draudus, They they were the face, the mocap, and the voice of their characters.
0: I guess it's only characters that are only in
2: Kingsglaive, maybe, that are in-, in... most of them, yeah. Yeah. Were actually modeled on real-life people, and uh, John Campling was the, the face and the motion capture for Regis, and of course Sean Bean did the voice. Yeah. Um,
1: see so the thing with the movie is, going in already knew it was going to be a movie that was gonna be... they they were gonna focus more on the action than the actual plot. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the whole movie is gonna be action scenes, it just means that the ideas for the movie went into how can we wait this really cool action scenes and all that stuff. And the plot was more about how do we get from this action scene to this action scene to this action scene. That's what it felt like.
2: How can we
1: move the plot between action scenes? And like I said before, it doesn't seem like they gave a lot of thought into some of the actions that they make in the movie. That's why they came off like that makes no sense at all. Why are these people doing that?
2: Yeah, some of the editing felt a little bit rushed to me. The way it just kind of moves from place to place or from plot point to plot point. But I mean, I wasn't expecting a huge story for the movie just because, you know, the invasion of the city and everything is a small blip in the actual story of Final Fantasy 12. Because I think who the producers or maybe Tabata or somebody said that the invasion of Lucis plotline was so big. that That's why they decided to make Kingsglaive so they could actually show the invasion separately rather than having to show it in the game. So I wasn't expecting a huge plot or much by way of character development for... King's Globe.
1: I said in a review that I made that they probably should have made a mini-series instead of a movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they made the typical problem with video game movies, which is trying to cram uh, hours and hours of storytelling into a two-hour movie. And that's also when the problem starts to come off, because then you're rushing and rushing and rushing because you want to get to do so many of these things, but none of them, you don't get to spend the time that you need on each and every one of them, and mm-hmm. if they would have made a miniseries instead of a movie, then, well, then you might have actually started to care more, more about the characters. Like, you could have, like, spent, say, let's say they would have made a mini miniseries about seven or eight episodes, you could have slowly gotten to know the primary Kingsley members, including the ones again, that was a stupid plot line. Obviously, like have half of your Kingsley betray the others. It's, it's been done a bunch of times before. I I think it would have been more interesting. Instead, they would have done like the uh, Halo prequel, where a lot of the uh, a lot of them died at the end. That. If, if only if it would have made a miniseries that you would have gotten to know these characters for a couple of episodes and then at the end a lot of them sacrificed themselves to try to save the city or something like that, yeah, then their death would have been a little bit more memorable and you would have felt something for these people they, instead of just being random people, they got betrayed by other random people that you don't know or care. And with a miniseries, they could have like they couldn't have the time to make the action scenes but also to like maybe spend more time in the plot
0: most video game movies would have done a lot better even as like a two or three part mini series just a little more breathing room
2: i think the i think it, well carly might disagree but i think the movie could honestly like very heavily benefit from an extended cut You know, even just 10, 15, 20 minutes of extra footage or something. You know, kind of the way... So you guys will probably disagree with me here again, but, you know, the way... Like, I felt like Advent Children Complete was definitely a better film than the previous version of Advent Children. Oh, no, everyone
1: agrees that Advent Children Complete is better than Advent Children. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, we're we're it has more video game
2: movies. But I think Kingsglaive could benefit could have benefited if it were just a little bit longer, but because it's a video game movie obviously, you know, you're not expecting it to be more than two hours long. But if
1: 15 of those additional tw- 20 minutes are about Crow, that might actually make the movie better. Uh, there's, just, there's a lot of problems in that movie and I don't think 20 minutes, uh, adding 20 minutes to it is actually gonna
2: help it. Oh, you'd be surprised.
0: (laughs) I I think uh, a a shuffling would help more than uh, adding. Like, shuffle out a few bits, shuffle in a few bits. 20 minutes worth of content, you know, not necessarily added, but popped in and out, I would make a hell of a lot of a difference here. Like, the the scene where he takes his watch off, I don't think that ever comes to any sort of fruition. Because I don't remember what the hell if that watch had any significance at all. I sort of guess that maybe it always displayed the time in his home country, but again, I think before that scene, it hadn't been drawn attention to. Like, that could have gone, and I think the entire rest of the movie would have been fine. So there's a lot of little, like, cruft in there that could have made way for much more important stuff.
1: So... For last, obviously, there's the character of Luna, which is the thing that I did not like the most about this movie. I made no secret about the fact that I very much like the way that the whole cell thing went down. And the fact that I was that. that was a character I was really interested in, because it came off like, somehow, like some person of Beatrice from Final Fantasy IX, and I was super important for that. Yes, the argument against that is we actually don't know really anything about what it was going to be. But to that argue, what little I saw is that that's been way more interesting to what i seen of Luna so far. And he, he, here's the thing. Tabata's not really good at writing female characters or being the director of a game with female characters because it happened in Crisis Core, which is a game that I like, but I like because it has SAC, not because it's actually a good game. A lot of Some of the main criticism to that game is about Aerith and the way... Her character was within that game, and they're absolutely right. Erin is one of the greatest—not only one of the greatest Final Fantasy characters. She's one of the greatest female characters, video game characters, period. But in that game, basically everything about her character revolves around Zack. How she got her ribbon, how she wears pink, the selling flowers, the basket—everything revolves around Zack, and that's just bullshit. And I feel this is the same thing with Luna, she's basically her her whole character, what little of character she has revolves around Noctis. And and it's gonna be, to me, it's gonna be even more in the game than than in the movie. The movie was supposed to be like showing her actual character, like how she is on her own and stuff like that, her own woman, and none of that. There was none of that. I have no faith in that character actually being put in the game.
2: Well, I, I... I honestly can't really pass judgment because per, most of the entirety of the Kingsglade movie takes place over, like, two, three days. <laughs> and with as many times as they're jumping back and forth between plot lines, like, that's just not enough of, of a time span to get to know... A character, especially when they have like twenty other side characters in there.
1: <laughs> but they said when they were promoting the movie that the movie was when we get we, when we were going to see Luna to see her character that that was when that was gonna happen and it did not well, they happen lied. At all. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they lied. I've been calling them like, like talk, first of all, he has been handling this thing the wrong way. When they asked Stella, saying we like they removed her because they didn't know how her role fit into the the game. I thought that was a bullshit explanation. Because you have the guy that made the character working in the company. Could you not ask him? And then decide what to do with the character. Then, like, he's been... Sp- like, when the whole thing with Luna came up, that they said that they removed Stilla, that the whole criticism that Luna didn't seem like to be an action girl, a lady of war, blah, 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 that they keep saying, oh, she's a- oh, she can defend herself, she can defend her. That sounds to me like a lot of bullshit, and you're trying to uh, fool people into thinking something that isn't actually true. So... He's—he he's, yeah. hasn't. He's been lying a lot, but just be honest to what that character it's actually is. Don't lie about it because then when it came, when it comes out that it isn't actually true, it just makes you look even worse. Like you—it looks like you're just trying to cover Wait, your ass.
0: At least it's not third birthday. <laughs>
2: I mean, you you don't really get the sense that, you know, Luna can defend herself in Kingsglaive because obviously, you know, towards the end, she she doesn't even really know how to drive a car because, yeah. you know, she spent most of her, you know, life under, you know, the rule of the Empire, so it's not like they're, they're, they're going to go out and let her take a driving test or some shit, but... You get that the, more of a sense in that in the trailer, uh, the trailers for fifteen, where you actually see her wheeling her trident and everything. So, I don't know. I mean, right now I'm kind of indifferent to Luna's character. I mean, of, like I, I do agree with what Carly said in the movie. You obviously don't get much of a good feel for her right away, but I'm just gonna wait until I can play the game to really pass judgment on her. It, I mean, it, here's
1: the here's the thing. Remember that this is a character that's replacing a character that was like the second most important character in the game and feeling indifference to this new version of the character, I don't think that's-, that's, that's a. To bad be sign. honest,
2: I- I didn't really give too much of a shit for Stella's character because I- I- I see- you see her wielding a, a damn rapier sword in one scene and that's basically it. I mean it's I, not, I, I really it's had...
1: not. It's it's not necessarily what you were shown was the things that you were that, that, it were said what that they was said that was gonna be uh, right. about that was about her character. The thing is with Luna, and I don't think Tabara in that production team understands fighting isn't the only way. Like being an action girl isn't the only way you show a strong female character. I would. I, I use the uh, the uh, Game of Thrones as an, as an example. To me, one of the strongest female characters in Game of Thrones is Marjorie and she's not in any way an action girl. She's just Mm -hmm. an extremely cunning and smart woman. That's the kind of character that this new version of this Luna should have been. And there were very vague hints of it in one or two scenes in the movie, but then they were gone so quickly. So that's the kind of thing I mean. She She doesn't have to be like a physical action girl. Yeah. like what what we were promised about Stella, but she's also not like the kind of character like Marjorie from Game of Thrones. That she even though she's not in any way an action girl, she's just a strong female character. She's cunning, she's smart, she can do all those things by herself and all that stuff. So, That's more are the yeah. kind of character that I was hoping to see, and we didn't get that at all. Yeah, uh, there was I agree a post, with you. Uh, there was a post on uh, Neogaf. They kinda explain that better. That they they the marketing for Luna has been horrendous. Like. You have her being abused and smacked around. uh, uh, We've seen that a few times. Why? Why? There's no fucking reason for, that. adding adding all that stuff in the game. In the movie, like, adding to the fact that she spends 12 years as a prisoner, her first scene, she's trying to escape, and the most she gets is going down the stairs, and she gets immediately captured, and that's the end of that.
2: Well, you can also attribute that to... I mean, yeah, she's trying to escape, but obviously it's not really an attempt that she really thought through. <laughs> I mean, you can honestly chalk it up to a foolish decision on her part, because...
1: <laughs> but it comes out like extremely stupid. There was, it didn't do anything. It didn't add into anything. It just made. Yeah. It just added to the problems with her character. And I think it would have been much more interesting and she, if she would have escaped the crow and it would have been captured. And instead of killing clothes, he just would have been captured by Empire.
2: Yeah.
1: And that at least would have been a sort of interesting plot line. But again, that's not what we got. And yeah. and, and going to that, like Luna's brother, it's just like, he, he was a joke. And uh, here's a question. Did he die when he tried to put the, the ring on? Because I know he got burned, but they didn't actually show if he died. And honestly, I didn't care either way, but I'm asking no. now.
2: No, he's in the he's in the game. You see him in the game. He's got like a, a robotic or animatronic arm.
0: Yeah, he gets horrifically maimed but doesn't die. Hmm.
2: That sounds that sounds
1: vaguely from <laughs> Never seen that before at all.
0: Never ever. Look
1: <laughs> like, to to be honest, in the movie he was basically the same character as the other stupid evil Kingslade that Luna tricked into wearing the ring, are we sure they weren't actually the same person?
0: <laughs> well, one was blonde, the other wasn't, but otherwise that's the uh, that's about the long and the short of their differences.
1: That was basically the only scene that Luna was good in. Yeah. So, and, and, and I laugh at the fact when she gets out of the city with Libertus that she said she has to go at it alone because Libertus is too famous and they will get recognized because she's not famous at all.
0: Yeah, that was a dumb,
1: that was like it, it an really obvious... should have
0: been her going, you know, you know, I've, I've got to go get this to, to Noctis, will you come with me? And then he could have gone, nah, I'm too famous. You know, sort of a self-deprecating thing. Besides, I gotta wait for my buddy Nix.
2: You, it
1: Basically, Libertas is not gonna do the Noctis pose. Like, you're gonna be <laughs> waiting a very long time if, if he's actually dead. Because uh, Liv mentioned this. But this is something to keep in mind. If you don't actually see the person died, that's just an excuse for the writers to bring them back again.
2: Yeah, if I know. If they want
1: to. And they say, well, you didn't actually see them die, so
2: they weren't dead. <laughs> Yeah, I mean if you don't
0: see the body. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> to dead. be
2: hon- to be honest, I'm kind of I'm gonna just chalk Nick's up to being dead for the moment. I mean, they say he'll be in the game in some way, shape, or form. Well, I don't think that form will be entirely human or alive.
0: Maybe he's gonna be one of the uh, the the spirits.
2: Yeah, because it's just I mean. His bo- at the end of the movie, his body is kind of crumbling away like a cookie, so, I mean, I don't really know how he would, you know, survive something like that. I don't know. Maybe his will to live is super strong, and he will transcend death or something, but... It's, it's very simple.
1: <laughs> he did it to the power of his
2: popularity. Yeah. He's got a lot of fangirls.
1: Popularity does a lot of things for people that were supposed to be dead and ended up not being dead. Others oh, yeah. will make the stupidest excuses to bring characters back that were really popular. Uh, yeah. the 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 other thing, like basically, I'm done. Like, I'm gonna like, There's still, even though I don't think it's gonna happen, the game. So Luna's still an incomplete, ga- uh, incomplete game. No great, not King, Complete great. The th- the thing that I also didn't like that, and that I found stupidly funny is the the movie ends. were in Chris, like oh, you, you should wait for the end, Chris. We have a like really
2: cool a- a-
1: after credits we get a,
2: if we get if we get a a video game cut scene, nothing that's even Kingsglaive CGI. It's just a yeah. video game cut scene that we're waiting for. It's like
1: are kind you, of like are the per-
2: serious? yeah and the the lip the, the the lip flaps and the voices just did not sync up at all like i was almost completely thrown by that like i'm looking at their mouths moving and the dialogue is it coming out the right way like that I, had was I, had... Oh, yeah. was I had to go back and rewatch throughout
0: the movie oh
2: yeah it was especially bad in that re- part Yeah, i had to go back and actually rewatch that scene because i was concentrating on the lip flaps so much that i did not know what they were saying <laughs> i just completely <laughs> ignored the conversation it's like, basically,
1: we have an, uh, uh as an actor credit scene, a scene that we've seen in every fucking trailer. Yeah. And in Brotherhood, and in everything. It's like, really? I mean, It not cute... come up
2: anything actually cool? It's a cute ending scene. I mean, I wasn't expecting anything, like, crazy, because, I mean, you know, it's, it's not like a Marvel movie or anything, so I wasn't expecting it to add anything to the movie itself, but... Ugh, whatever. I mean, I think it's cute. It shows him breaking down on the road and anything. Uh Uh-oh. What do you mean, Uh uh-oh? But...
1: It really did fit with the movie because the movie's like. First of all, it has yeah, a thing to like with you're them. not even
2: intru- you're not even like you're you're not even introduced to you know an older Noctis in the movie. Like you see him briefly as a child in the beginning, and then all of a sudden, end credits, you're introduced to this guy and his friends. And if you are somebody who did not know that there was a game, you know you're like, who the frick are these guys? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, really, the the end credits scene was just, you know, I guess for those obsessive completionist watchers that are so whipped, they'll watch 5 minutes of credits to get 20 seconds of extra scene.
0: I did not watch the 5 minutes of credits.
2: Oh no, I skipped yep. through that
1: shit. <laughs> <laughs> you um, know what would have been a really cool after credit scene?
2: They would have shown, al- shown altros again. Oh Jesus! Yeah. That been awesome. Well, he kind of got. Well, he kind of got speared on a dang skyscraper. So the after credit <laughs> scene. Yeah,
0: that the after credit after... scene is him like looking away furtively, and and then scurrying away.
2: <laughs> that
1: would have been awesome. I would have yeah. been on board with that. <laughs> uh. See, they should pay us to write this stuff. Oh, they absolutely boy. should. <laughs> so, the, the, the overall, the, the thing with the movie, again, I don't hate the movie, again, because I, it, it went about as, as much as I expected, the things that I mentioned were the things that I really dislike. but, yeah, the movie was just there, it didn't do anything, really. Yeah, I would say, if you want to do a movie that you're gonna focus more on action, and it's not, it doesn't focus a lot on plot. There's a way to make that interesting. I mean, I love a movie like Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim is not heavy on plot, but it has some really cool action scenes, and it has some cool characters, which is kind of what Kingsley uh, liked because it's, it has snakes, which he, he's a good character, but obviously he doesn't make it exactly to the end. Uh, yeah. He just only makes it ha- halfway through the movie in typical Sean Bean uh, the Emperor yeah. was kind of cool, but he's obviously not going to be, wasn't going to be a big presence in the movie. He's more going to be a big presence in the game. So the few characters that were actually good either weren't there very long, or unfortunately, unfortunately didn't survive the movie. And that was it. Or yeah. they died five yeah. minutes into the movie and lost all potential
2: that they had. Uh, we didn't touch on it for the, the majority of the podcast, but I just want to say that I thought Aaron Paul's voice acting for Nix was phenomenal. I thought it was really good.
1: Oh, he was great. He he sounded like someone that was genuinely interested in what he was doing, and he, yeah. he he's a nerd, obviously. So he he was really excited about be be in a project about Final Fantasy, and you can tell, and that, and that makes you happy because that kind of excitement is infectious.
2: Yeah. I wish we- they wouldn't have done it, but I really wish we could have heard the character yell out, BITCH or
1: something. (laughs) (laughs) Or magnets or Science, I I think Science would have been actually in the movie at some point. I mean, I'm hoping, like, when they like do a blooper reel or the fake blo- blooper re- reels that they did for video games, that they have something like that, just him making, saying stuff on Breaking Bad. That would be awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and something with Lena Headey. By the way, there were people complaining that her voice sounded too mature to play Luna. But the thing is, a lot of women in their, like, late layday- eighties teens and early 20s have a very mature voice that's kind of normal for women i i she actually didn't sound
0: like she sounded very youthful in the role
1: just, i like to know. me like to me she sounded normal but there were some people complaining that the lena Headey boy was too old to play Luna. and i said like again that's even if it did sounded more mature that's kind of a normal thing for women some of them have like a more mature voice than what you would think they were for their age like is the yeah. boys that take a, a bit longer for that little yeah. boys to come.
2: I actually really liked Lena Headey's uh, voice as Luna. Like, I wasn't- I know a lot of people were thrown by how, you know, like you were saying, how much older, you know, she sounded. But, I mean, I liked her voice as Luna. Um, I wish we got to see more scenes with Luna so that she could have a bit more of a range. Um, I'm really, I'm kind of disappointed that we're not going to get Lena Headey for the game, but you know that's just, you know, the way the cookie crumbles, I guess.
1: I, I think what started pe- throwing people off with Lena Headey was like the the way she conducted herself in the Uncovered event. That she came off as uninterested in what she was actually. In working in Kingsley, and it's not really that, it's just like I mentioned before, she has social anxiety. She, she you yeah. see a lot of her interviews and stuff like that, she always comes off like that, it's just that like she's not really comfortable being like the center of attention with a lot of people around.
2: Which I understand completely.
1: <laughs> and she certainly did a much better do- job I- than Peter, that Peter Dinklage did in Destiny. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because he phoned that in big time. And I, I actually love Peter Dinklage.
0: He telegrammed <laughs> that shit in.
2: Yeah, he yeah, I, I read something where he, you know, he basically had to do his lines over the phone and stuff. But I actually really I, I, little I, I,
1: meaning to phoning it in.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I really I actually liked the scene with uh Luna and Nyx at the uh I guess the, the dinner party <laughs> with the Empire um At the beginning of the movie, to me, it almost, I mean, Lena Headey's voice might not have given away, but just the facial expressions on Luna, it almost, it really looked like she was like heavily flirting with Nix. I'm like, ooh, what's going on here? (laughs) Even if her voice doesn't give it away, her just her subtle facial expressions, the way they animated her face, it really makes it look like she's flirting with him. And for the sake of headcanon, I will just say that I think she was. (laughs) Who I prefer. I, I much Who prefer- wouldn't want Don. to flirt with him? Who wouldn't want to? I would.
0: Well, I, I wouldn't, must... but, you know, I'd, I'd just be hitting on Crow. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I'd hit
2: on Crow too. I'd hit on all of them.
0: <laughs> on that like, note, I think we've covered about everything, unless you guys have one last thing you want to say.
1: Not really. <laughs> um, yeah. It's right next for Um. <laughs> so, uh,
2: please. I, and I, I like Ni- well I like the way Noctis looks, but I mean Nyx actually, you know, looks like a, a rough around the edges type of guy, whereas Noctis looks like, you know, your typical Nomura, you know, Final Fantasy 8 character with the feminine face and features and stuff, which are common in a lot of Japanese games. So I actually like Nyx's character because he actually looks like a man. <laughs>
1: I just think Lyx is an actual character, and Noctis is just a bland protagonist.
2: I actually like Noctis' character from what we've seen of him in like the Brotherhood series. I'm like, wow, I can totally relate to this kid. He falls asleep everywhere, he's a picky eater, He's like, he can be lazy and unmotivated, and I'm like, wow, this, this, this is me. This is the character I've been waiting for.
1: I just mostly find it super boring, because he basically has the same facial expression all the time. It's like, yeah. Oh, uh,
2: it's almost like, like not- you're reminded of uh, a couple of uh, Final Fantasy protagonists from games past. But um, Same,
1: loner, quiet, moody kind of, please just stop it with those kind of characters, please.
0: On that downer note, <laughs> I think we can call it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for uh, joining me, Carly. Thanks for joining me, Lith. I'm no Ryu and this has been the TLS podcast. TS.
2: TLS. TLS. <laughs> it's late.
0: It's late. We started this on October 1st. It is not it October is no 1st October. anymore.
2: It is October 2nd
0: now. Yep. <laughs> Good night, everybody. We need to sleep.
2: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Music featured on this podcast is courtesy of Incompetech.com.